Close your eyes and imagine the backdrop for the fairy tales you loved as a child. Now open them. If you're standing on the shores of Lake Bled, Slovenia, seeing the church-topped island and the castle-topped cliff, then you're already there. Is this the most beautiful place on Earth? I certainly think so, and I'm not alone. Millions of visitors have marveled at the fairy tale perfection of Bled, Slovenia. This podcast brings you the wonders of Bled, its people, places, foods, history, and experiences. Everything you need for a perfect holiday. I'm your host, Noah Charney, and this is the Bled Podcast. Is this the most beautiful place on earth? Let's begin. In this episode, we'll explore Blaiski Oto, or Bled Island. There you'll find a day's worth of activities, from visiting the church and bell tower to the art gallery next door, then taking a putitsa baking lesson, a walk around the island, and then, of course, a putitsa eating session. Could any place be more romantic than Lake Bled? Well, we can kick it up a notch, because that romance is ratcheted up when we ride in a Plitna boat to the island, the church bell tower slowly rising higher with each stroke from the oarsman. It's no surprise that the ancient Slavic ancestors of the Slovenians first established a pagan temple to Jiva, their goddess of life, on this island. It sounds like a cliché to say that there's something magical in the air here, but it is undeniable. Regardless of your religion of choice, this island resonates. A spiritual place is a spiritual place, and there are certain geographical junctures on our planet that have moved people from all different cultures no matter who visits them and when. This is one of them. As the oarsman pulls up to the dock, the waterfall of 99 stone-carved steps spills down towards you. The obligation to climb them encourages the idea that you are on a pilgrim's path. Whether the journey is related to faith, or culture, or tourism, or cake, we'll get to the cake in a moment, it's all good. You are here in this slice of heaven on earth, and it's wonderful that you are. Those who get married in the Church of St. Mary, Mother of God on Blid Island, are meant to carry their brides up these steps. This is a prodigious feat of manliness, but it is probably only advisable if you have a strong back and good insurance coverage. The better part of valor is to hold hands with your beloved while walking up the steps. Bled Island is likely to be nicely bustling with visitors, and it has always been this way. It's been a point of pilgrimage since pre-Christian times, and this was only amplified from 1185, the first record of a Christian chapel here, though there may have been one far earlier as this territory was Christianized back around 745. The church we see today dates from 1465, with Baroque renovations following damage calls by a 1509 earthquake. In the 19th century, when Bled was transformed into a wellness resort for well-heeled Austro-Hungarians, through the era of Yugoslavia, when Bled was a favorite vacation spot for Tito, visits to the island were always de rigueur, though during this later period folks came for touristic and cultural rather than religious reasons. In true Venetian style, the church has an independent campanile, or bell tower, that can be climbed to afford spectacular views of the shores and Bled Castle. The wonderful mechanism of the clock in the tower rewards those who climb. The church interior has been recently renovated, lovingly restored to a brilliant white, outshined only by the glittering gilding of the late Baroque statuary on the altars. 
The main altarpiece is particularly bling, with the Virgin Mary in its center and with a pair of surprises on either side of her. They are medieval saints, Henry II and his wife Cunegunde, who is one of the great names in European history. The two were sainted as a thank you for having donated a large swath of territory, including Bled and its castle, to the bishops of Brixen. The bishops, who ruled from a seat in the Dolomites of neighboring Italy, then rented out Bled Castle and its surroundings to a series of feudal subcontractors, but the donation of the territory to the church was good enough for sainthood. So Henry and Cunegunda are featured in this altarpiece with halos, rather than as traditional patrons. For most tourists, the central point of a visit to the island is the ringing of the wishing bell. This is a far more modern tradition, though the bell itself was cast in 1534. A local legend states that a young widow by the name of Polixena, wife of one of the feudal renters of Blade Castle, ordered the bell to be cast in memory of her late husband. When the bell was first being rowed from the shore to the island, a sudden storm blackened the skies and sunk the boat, Bell and its crew. The bell is still said to lie at the bottom of the lake and to toll from the depths. Years later, the Pope heard the sad story of the widow and commissioned a new bell for the island, and it is this that rings inside the church, not, it should be noted, the one in the bell tower next door. A rope hangs down in front of the nave, and with a good long slow yank, do resist the temptation to bratcheat or swing Tarzan style from it, please, the bell will ring and grant a wish. But as locals like to say, the wish is not granted immediately, just as you must wait a moment after pulling the rope to hear the ensuing toll of the bell high above you. Do climb those 99 steps. See the church, summit the bell tower, ring the wishing bell, and even take a stroll around the island. It will all work up an appetite. The obligation to travel somewhere in order to fulfill an anticipated desire is part of the pleasure of pilgrimage. When I was growing up, I used to go on a different sort of pilgrimage with my parents of the culinary variety. We set out on long journeys in search of very specific dishes at restaurants that we had read about and were eager to try. In case you're my kind of pilgrim, then this island has you covered as well. After all that beauty and culture, you will be rewarded with a bite to eat. While Blid Island boasts a well-oiled infrastructure today, as recently as the 1960s there was a single family that lived here full-time, complete with livestock, and the organization was a good deal less formal to say the least. These days, the township of Blid runs the island officially. Putichnica, the cake shop on the island that opened its doors in 2012, should be your final stop after taking in the cultural attractions. Studying altarpieces and climbing bell towers can make a fellow hungry. Potichnica, as the name suggests, features one thing, potica, Slovenia's national dish. It's best described as a ring-shaped pastry made of dough with fillings rolled inside it. It's then coiled and baked in a special clay bunt pan called a potichnik. The most traditional filling is ground sweetened walnuts, but one of the joys of this cafe is that they make a wide variety of different putizas, and you can taste as many of them as you like. On any given day, there may be six or eight different fillings featured. There are traditional options like tarragon. Slovenia has the unusual distinction of being the only national cuisine that features tarragon exclusively in sweet dishes, but you can also find chocolate or hazelnut, 
or poppy seed and many others, sweet and also savory, pork crackling putica, anyone? You can't go wrong, and there is no more Slovenian thing to eat than a slice or five of putica after ringing the wishing bell on Bled Island. Putica on Bled Island is made with a lot of love and appreciation for local traditions and green living. This can be seen in each detail in the cake shop, down to the fact that exclusively walnut wood is used, a tip of the hat to walnut putica. They won't offer coconut putica, though it is popular because there are no coconuts that grow in Slovenia. They are deeply in tune with local heritage, and they're also a part of the green tourism movement that has brought Slovenia international recognition and awards. The mastermind behind Puticnica is Romana Bohins. She and her woodworker husband designed every aspect of Puticnica, and also renovated the vicarage on the island, which now houses a gift shop and upstairs a small art gallery featuring paintings and objects linked to Bled. There are masterpieces of Slovenian painting, including works by Slovene Impressionists showing their views of Lake Bled, as well as some reliquaries once displayed in the church. I spoke to Romana in the lovely setting of an elegant back room at Potichnica that's sometimes used for governmental protocol occasions. Romana, we are at the Potichnica on Bled Island, and before we talk about what Potichnica is, could you tell me a little bit about the history of Bled Island? Bled Island, actually the name is Bleski Otok because it's the name and we don't translate it. It's one of the oldest Slovenian pilgrimage road. And still today, the visiting of Bleski Otok is constructed like that, that we first visit the church of St. Mary's Assumption. The local name of the church is the Church of St. Mary, Mother of God on the lake with the famous wishing bell. We rather name that bell the voice of our soul because it has such a nice story. It rings here for centuries and makes wishes to the God's mother. And more than that, more than that it makes also thanks and uh, expresses the, the greatness. Our deepest, deepest hopes and wishes and thanks to life that we are here and that we can live like we live. And if when it's today, then we know uh, that the best things in our life just don't depend on us, not just on us. After visiting the church and the independent uh, view bell tower with the restored pendulum clock, that part of visit is some kind to take care of the soul. After that, it's time to take care of the body. And because visiting the blade and the island, the Bleski Otok, is some kind of festive holiday. And on holidays, we bake putica in Slovenia, famous Slovenian national cake. That's the reason why we decided to bake it here every day, because every day on the island is festive holiday. The name Potichnica is actually the name of that uh, handmade uh, clay terracotta model in which we still bake all the cakes. We make them here. Uh, we make them in many different uh, flavors, sweet and salty, more than 50 different ones. Two of them are protected uh, like the blade local selection um, souvenirs. 
Uh, the first one is the hazelnut putiza with figs because both of them, the hazelnuts and the figs, are growing on the island. And second one is the uh, dried pear putiza with tepka pear, which is also the local, famous local pear, and it also grows in the island. We also prepare the demonstrations of baking to show our guests how to bake, how to prepare the putiza, and also the guided workshops where uh, our guests can prepare the small putiza of their own and take it home like a homemade, like self-made souvenir. That's one of my favorite things to do here. So when I have guests from abroad, I like to come to the island. We have the workshop with you. They learn how to make putitsa, they bake their own, then they do a tasting of some of the putitsas that you have prepared at Putichnitsa, which is this beautiful cafe on the island. And they can visit the whole island, the church, the bell tower, and now there's a museum that's relatively recent. Tell us a little bit about the museum. In the Proust House, uh, there is a museum exhibition uh, prepared by the Slovenian National Museum from Ljubljana. The museum exhibitions uh, shows the Slovenian symbols, the most powerful symbols like Slovenian language, the coat of arm, mm-hmm. the flag, and some facts uh, from the Slovenian history, which are took from the literature and the language. And uh, the second part of the museum exhibition are the paintings and parts of the literature works some kind, the area of blade and Pleski Otok through the eyes of artists. That's great. Yeah. The painters and the, and the writers, the poems. And on the second floor, uh, there is an exhibition from the foundings of the last archaeological researches, which were here uh, made the last 60s. And on the other side, the, the heritage of the pilgrimer from the island. So pilgrims have come here for centuries. What was the tradition a long time ago? What would a pilgrim come to do? Was it the wishing bell was a part of it many centuries ago as well? Or was it just prayer? It was probably first prayer and the holy services. Mm -hmm. And after that, the wishing bell, but also including the the holy masses and services. So how did you get the idea to set up Putichnitsa? Because it's such a cool idea that it's a cafe dedicated to the national dessert. And why that and why here? Because we tried to make uh, visiting the island, Bleski Otok, a nice experience, a festive, a holy experience. And because the island or the picture, the image of the island, is one of the most powerful symbols of our country. We decided to connect it with the other strong symbol, and that is Putitsa, our typical cake. It's interesting when people from abroad are visiting us and they told us that they uh, had the Slovenian roots in the family and they just don't know a, a lot of Slovenian words, but Putitsa is one of the most favorite <laughs> they do, they know. Yeah, it's it's designed to be the center point of a visitor. It Mm. is. Uh, We understand visiting the island and the church and ringing the wishing bell. That is the point or maybe the most important point of the whole Blade area. This is the heart of Blade. This is the heart of Blade, yes. And it always was. And it must be very lovely that you get to come here every day for work. It's a pretty good spot. 
uh, I think all all the people who are working here will love our work, and we are glad that we can work here. Thank you so much, Romana, for hosting us and for the Putichnitsa. It's always a pleasure to come and visit you. If you are organized enough to book ahead, you can contact Putichnitsa and reserve a Putitsa-making workshop. I've done this countless times, as it's always a favorite when I host foreign guests. Romana and her team invite you into a special room set up with tables and workspaces. Now, making putitsa is an act of love, which is why it's often the purview of grandmothers for special occasions. It isn't difficult, but there are many steps, and it takes a long time. This workshop, however, lets you enjoy only the quick and fun bits. They have prepared the dough ahead of time, as well as the walnut filling. So all you have to do is roll out the dough, following a charming demonstration from the team, spoon on the filling, roll it up, and coil it into your very own potichnik, the word for a terracotta baking vessel like a bunt pan. The team will then bake your putitsa for you in their oven, but that takes some 45 minutes. So when the baking workshop is complete, you have time to explore the island. As part of the package, you get tickets to visit the church and the bell tower. You can also stroll the island itself. It's so small that in 15 minutes you can circumnavigate it. Look for a spot in the water that seems to always be populated with catfish of considerable size. Spot the fig and hazelnut trees, the fruits of which go into Putichnitsa's special putitsas. And if you can find a tiny tucked away stone chapel from 1888 dedicated to Our Lady of Lourdes, well, check that out too. Between the church, the bell tower, and the island, your Putitsa baking time will pass swiftly. Back at Putichnitsa, you'll find a private table reserved for you, a blessing when it's a particularly busy day, with tourists often in droves meandering the small island. Your package includes several slices of Putitsa, of course, water or elderflower cordial, and a hot beverage. While you snack, when your very own Putitsa, the one you just filled and rolled, is ready, it's brought out to you in a lovely souvenir box, ready for travel. What's particularly nice is that you get not only your own putitsa, but also the putichnik, the terracotta baking vessel, as a souvenir, as well as a postcard with a recipe on it. I've had many a guest enjoy the baking workshop, eat their own putitsa on the flight back home, no doubt under the jealous eyes of other passengers stuck with airline food and then send me a photo of their own putitsa made from scratch back at home to share with family and friends. May your next visit to Bled Island be a wish come true and a piece of cake. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bled Podcast. Is this the most beautiful place on earth? The official podcast of the Bled Tourist Board. In each episode, we explore Bled and its surroundings. You'll find it all here in this image of paradise.